You're listening to Know, Like, and Trust by Stampede Digital Systems. As a pioneer of the Know, Like, and Trust movement, Stampede guides listeners through the marketing process with real-life examples of successful individuals. Today's show highlights a business owner who offers a valuable service, making a powerful impact on the world. With your host, Troy Campbell. Thank you. We are honored to have you listeners join us for another episode of Stampede's No Like and Trust podcast. As always, we have a great guest, so I'm so excited to introduce them. Before I do, I just want to mention the purpose of the podcast and the mission behind what Stampede Digital Systems is doing with it. It's really about getting to know, like, and trust. Um, Our businesses do well when we can first be known by our prospective clients, our qualified prospective clients, and then they get to know us and like us. And at the core of everything, after all of the technology, all the fancy um, systems we design, that is what we need to be doing, and that is the passion behind this show. And amazing guest today who's really an exemplar of that. His name is Jess Toddfeld. He holds the Guinness record for most interviews in 24 hours, 112 different radio stations on the radio. Oh, yeah. He shows doctors, lawyers, and other business um, owners how to build, like, know, and trust using media attention. Um, He's been a TV producer, reporter, host, and speaks and writes about communication and get this media. So he has a book called Media Secrets. Um, There is a secret link that we're going to put on our show for you to get a copy for free. But I'm going to let him tell you more about that. and his, the idea he has on a different type of ROI called a return on interviews. So without further ado, let me bring on Jess. Hello, sir. Thanks for joining us. Troy, I'm thrilled to share. You know, this is, uh, with all those shows I did, I didn't get to do this one yet. And now I can check it off my list. See, we're the bucket list. We are the, we got this waiting list a long. I know. And waiting but- and we're going to, I have so much to share and so much value to give today. All right. Where should I start? We want to know stories because that's about getting to know you. And so what Okay. Yeah. All right. I'll give you the Jess story. I'm going to start from when I was a fetus and work to the present. No, we don't have that kind of time. I, I'm going to just do the interesting parts. So yes, you mentioned I have that Guinness record. So, you know, when you talk about like, know, and trust, that really helps. Because since I help people get media placement, I must know something since I, and I hold the record for the last 10 years. And, uh, and really, so the story of how that happened was I was promoting a book about media and communications and a friend who was, I, I was not in the space of publicity at the time. I'll tell you how I got into it. Uh, but he challenged me. He said, Jess, you're the media guy. And, you know, up to that point, my business was media training, speaker training um, for businesses. They called uh, presentation training. And uh, so he says, you're the media guy. I hope you do this push bigger than anyone else. So I stopped and laughed. And I said, yeah, what does that mean? And next thing you know, we're looking up to see, is there a Guinness record? You know, what, what, how does, how can I do this thing big? So it uh, turns out, yes, there was. 
And the record was on radio because you can do many interviews one after another and all that stuff. Uh, so we did, the old record was 72 different stations. If it syndicates to more, it only counts as one. It had to be five minutes long or longer. And actually when promoting the book, I did still did quite a bit of TV and print, but it was 112 different stations. And some of them syndicated to 500 stations. Um, it, it basically, it took 24 hours to, to get through those. I had a few minutes in between. And, um, you know, one thing I'd say, you know, to your audience is, that's always an interesting challenge. How do you do it bigger, better, more exciting than somebody else? And, and how do you have a, you know, a thing to hang your hat on so you can be a leader? And it could be writing a book. It doesn't have to be, you know, world record. It could be uh, a stunt. Was that a stunt? Sure. <laughs> it was a stunt. Um, but it certainly opens the door when you think of like, know, and trust. And, and I'll just give you a, a couple of previous details you mentioned uh, I was a TV producer at ABC NBC Fox CBS that's why I knew that uh, I knew what it was like receiving those pitches and I knew what uh, you know, I was a gatekeeper basically and uh, and I had done some on-air stuff and people pitched me there so um, so the reason why I'm even in the space is basically for years people begged me to do it and I already had another business and I said no. And then recently said, you know what, people are, are one guy actually said, Jess, I am trying to give you money and you won't take it. <laughs> so, uh, but I made a few changes to the whole model and that's, that's actually why I got it. So fun. And yes, being a leader, creating something to get for people to get to know you. Powerful, powerful. And, and, and that was that really the start of what you're doing? I mean, did that say, this is where I want to be? Well, so for the last almost 15 years, I've had a corporate training company. So media training, how to speak to the media, do a better job with media or on the speaking side. And initially, really for the next eight years, I said I hold the record for a little over a decade. But for the next eight years, I basically said no. And the reason was, I hated the business model. You know, when you talk about like, know, and trust, there's a, there are a couple of problems that destroy like, know, and trust. And one of them is people, inevitably, if you pay a person to get you press, some people will be disappointed and not like you anymore. And the, people, the practitioners, not to throw them under the bus, they can still cash the check or, you know, swipe the credit card. So my feeling was on the training side, uh, there were there was a definable outcome and people were happy and many times sessions ended with you know hugs or high fives or you know whatever <laughs> be more comfortable uh, but people were happy they saw a change so basically the problem I'll tell you the problem with the business model which is three things one is they charge a lot of money for that type of service and, and, and just to share numbers on the low end it's like three to five thousand dollars per month minimum of three or six months. So it's expensive. Um, it's a, actually a short window for getting results because really sometimes you got to play a longer game. So three months too short. Um, and then the last part is there are just no guarantees. So I said, unless I could flip those three things over, I'm just not even getting in the space. And uh, so we did. So we figured out how to take what people pay for a couple of months 
and stretch it out over 52 weeks. So we, we uh, charge way, way less. We pitch the people every week for 52 weeks and we cast a really wide net to 6,000 plus outlets. And we do it as this digest email and media folks are, are, are expecting it. And then we built in a guaranteed piece. All of it's organic, but this one guaranteed piece where people are guaranteed to end up with those logos for ABC, NBC, Fox, CBS is a, a piece that I say we pay for. We pay to get you placement on that, but chances are you're going to get a lot of that throughout the year anyway. So it's been, yeah, it's been really, really exciting. And, um, and by the way, and I'll get into the whole ROI return on interviews, the stuff you do, my friend, we only met somewhat recently, but, uh, but he's my friend now, um, is, is really how you get ROI in the, in the 21st century. The 20, 20th century version is, oh, you know, I do an interview and, oh, my phone's going to ring off the hook. People don't even want to make phone calls anymore. Oh, they're going to be, you know, at my door. No one wants to answer the door. Um, so, you know, just in that, it doesn't work. Um, no, it doesn't work like that. In 21st century, it has to do with everything that follows. You do this amazing interview, this amazing marketing piece. Then all of the stuff you do, all the places that people can put it, that's throwing lighter fluid on it. Um, and, and that's, you know, that's another big piece people need help with. Right. Yeah. I love that um, concept because that's what I really, the, the, the thing that I love about how, how marketing is, is moving and where it's moved is it's so, it's less interruptive and now it's more informa- giving people information so they can research and come up to a better decision. And so, yes. The old, yeah, that's it. The old way was you're interrupting. I don't know who you are. Watch this or listen to this. The new way is to target your right fit people with all the different pre- predictive ways and to say, hey, you're probably already looking for something like this. Check this out. And, and then people are thrilled. So, yeah, that's the better way to do it. It's funny. I watched TV with one of my kids last night and they were commercials. Troy, I can't watch commercials. I watched too many as a kid. I can't do it. Um, but if something shows up in my social media feed that is targeted to me, I even told you before we got on the air, I said, I went and bought some thing that showed up and I said, oh no, I'm going to love this. And then it was, you know, yet another tool or gizmo, whatever it was. So yeah, um, how did, how did technology, I mean, you turned, talked about turning the, the business model over in those three areas. Was technology part of that and, and kind of how our, our modern business world is sort of evolving around the internet and well it's funny um the technology that i use is meaning email marketing techniques is not as new to say you and me um but apparently in that industry uh they're not really using all of the amazing tools that they could be using Mm -hmm. so after i set that guinness record public relations companies brought me in to train some of their people and I would say, here's what I'm doing. And they had uh, scrunched up faces. And I said, well, what are you doing? And I said, well, you know, we send out, you know, 10 or 12 emails in a week and we sit around and we craft them. And, um, and I said, well, what's your open rate? And they said, I, well, what do you mean? And I said, you, you know, who's opening it or are they opening it? And they're like, I don't, I don't know. I send it out. And then they said, uh, 
<laughs> you know, if they if they don't reply, it means that they didn't like the story pitch. I said, is that really what you think it means? <laughs> if they didn't reply, I don't open emails all the time. Not because I don't like things that come through. And ones I miss are my family members too. They're probably upset at me right now. But you know, we miss stuff. There's just too much comes in. So you know, you and I both know there are many different ways to you know keep trying and showing up in a, a different way or casting a much wider net. And you know, you're never going to get a hundred percent people opening stuff up. Um, but hopefully, on different weeks, that's why we play that long game. So yeah. So as far as tools, I mean, the biggest one being that we just really try to go deep on proper email marketing and uh, and staying in front of people. And, you know, speaking of like, know, and trust, having really, really good content to share, which is our story pitches and, and the, the clients that we bring on. We, we can't say yes to everybody, but um, the people who do come on are ones that we sit and chat with and find out, hey, can we, can we pitch this? Does it make sense? And, um, you know, there's, there's room for lots of stories out there, but, um, back to your, your original question. Yes. I mean, that's it. Uh, I know it's, it's hard for people to figure that stuff out. I don't know about you, but when someone says, can I add you to my newsletter? I always think, Oh, come on. You got to call it something better than that. Like, is it just you, you know, opining on life and all those things? Cause because I can't, I can't, I don't have room for it. But if it's that, you know, Ooh, that juicy thing that I, I'm going to get excited over them. And, and yes, so that's what we got to do. We got to take those tools and make it juicy. And I, th I think in a lot of sort of traditional industries that have been established, this sort of disruption is happening. And, and, and you know, I applaud you too for just the email. I mean, um, that's what we do as a, we help companies figure out their marketing. And email is a massive piece. And people aren't using it like they need to. And, and I'm going to tell you, on the personal side, I was late uh, in the game. I mean, late to the game. I mean, I mean, technically, I've had stuff that's gone out in 15, for the last 15 years. And there are other people who say they see my stuff and they love it. But I was uh, reading something recently and, and they basically said, if you think of your email list, that each person is worth a dollar a month. So I was thinking, what? A dollar a month to say, how many people are you reaching? And now, now you realize I got to put more people on there. And obviously not everybody's buying it at any one moment. But now you say, well, do I want to get that? Let it be stale. Do I, do I want to keep those relationships warm? So it made me just see the equation in a different way. And uh, yeah, so I mean, it's, it, it's about those relationships and it's, so, and that's only one piece of, as you know, you, you do all of it. Um, it's that one, one piece of the puzzle. And there are all pieces of the puzzle. You just said before we, restart, we started this, we privately said, uh, you know, people, it's spaghetti marketing. They throw stuff up and see what sticks. Yeah, I've done it too. I'm going to admit, I will admit it. Um, but, but that's it. And when we work with somebody who knows what they're doing, then you say, oh, yeah. Yeah, that would be great. So, so at least I got this one thing down for these folks that we support. Yeah, well, I, I sort of, um, I support spaghetti marketing for a start. I mean, you got to start. At least they're doing something. Be horrible marketing is better than no marketing, 
right? Good and point. True. Then you start getting results from that crappy marketing. And then you start going, okay, I'm going to start systemizing this. I'm going to grow this up. And, you know, eventually you just keep working on it and you can create an amazing system. But so, so at least start is, is my point. And people can, yeah, I mean, it's about testing. I mean, people make a choice. Look, I mean, I know my business, people can, they can write an email to a media person, TV, print, radio. They can send, they can pick up the phone. They can try one of the ways of reaching out and they can fuddle around in the dark if they want, or they can go to somebody who's tested everything out for more than 15 years because I was in, in TV for 13 years. And I, yeah, and I was, I was actually one of the gatekeepers. So I knew this is actually how I came up with what works and what gets through and what gets them to pay attention. And I'm, I'm going to reveal some of it right now. Are you ready? Oh, yeah. Get to the point. Get to the point. Makes sense. <laughs> and But you'd be surprised. I, I used to do a webinar where I would show old emails that came to me as a producer. And I would say, I changed the names to protect the innocent. But I would show. And they were, oh, man, just all over the map. You don't know what, it, what they're saying. Um, and they just, you know, copy and paste. Uh, a press release and just no no hijacks, just like I don't know, I mean, you do something with it. I don't know what to do with it. You know, so you'd stare at it and you'd say, you know, new restaurant in Albuquerque. Like when I worked on shows in, here in New York, uh, and I would be thinking, are they gonna send me a plane ticket? Why are they sending it? And one time I reached out and I said, uh, so what what should I do with this? And they said, well, it's, it's been released. It's been released like doves. <laughs> they throw, they're gonna, it's going to fly out there. So you got to know, there's got to be some methodology behind, you know, what the plan is. Um, and, you know, and, and as far as, you know, the, that return, um, I said all the magic happens afterwards. So, you know, if people can put it on, well, actually there's four places. But people should put it on social media. Yes. It builds that like, know, and trust and that third party major, major credibility. And, and then tell people where to go next. Next would be your website. You should have those logos. You should have the videos. You should have uh, not just audio of, of a radio interview, but marry it to an image, turn it into a YouTube video. Put that stuff not just on a media page, all over. Um, it should also be... I said, you know, social media, your website, the email marketing we talked about, put it in there, build on something that you talked about in an interview. And then the very last place, not the very last, but the four that I said I would give is frame it, print out those images of you in an article or, you know, have a graphic made up, put it in a frame, put it on your wall because you're going to feel awesome when you look back on your wall. And you see all these cool things that you did. And, and if you do, a, you know, if nobody comes into your office and it's a home office, well, they'll see it on webcasts and Zoom and whatever else they, they talk to people. So there you go. Boom. I love it. It is beautiful. I think that business is different than being a person. With a person, we need to be a little bit humble, meek, mm-hmm. loving, easygoing. The business. Let's be famous. Let's keep. You know, I like. No, it looks I like, like the idea of seeing that differently. 
so many business people say, oh, I don't want to be overly promotional or is this pushing too much? It's the business doing it. It's a, and maybe you're the face of the business and the brand, but it's a way to just get out of yourself and whatever stuff holds you back. Uh, and, and there are plenty of authentic ways to do it. And you want to know what? I mean, I'm, I'm totally agreeing with you, I guess, but um, you not maybe you don't do it perfectly every single time. Maybe some moment, some person out of the many thousands you reach says, I didn't like that that much. Okay. I mean, my take is, you know, life breaks down into an 80-20. Eventually, the bigger you get, whether it's uh, 20 are not that into it and not digging it that much, maybe it's smaller than that. Um, But that's okay. Then you have 80% who love it and they're the right people. Those other 20, they can opt out and unsubscribe or, you know, move away. That's totally fine. Yes. Sometimes having people who don't dig us, not do business with us, is a pretty good deal. It's fine. It, yeah, you know what? We're weeding out the people who, listen, I want people who say, oh, man, I love that guy. He's saying exactly what I want to hear. And he's and he obviously followed through and helped people. Great. And actually, it's funny because I've said when I talk about this exact thing in some speeches I've given at conferences, I said, you know, some people knew. The second I walked in the room, they just looked at my face and said, nope, no, <laughs> I already knew. I didn't like now people are listening on audio. They can't see me, but they, but I usually say, as soon as I saw his New York Jerry Seinfeld-ish face, I already knew. <laughs> and Troy is laughing because that is what I look like. Uh, they, they already knew. Nope. I want no part. Now, of course, they laugh and they have obviously warmed them up a little bit more. But maybe somebody did think that. You know what? I don't care. You know who, who loves me? My mother loves me. Yeah. My uh, my wife, my kids love me. My dad. Um, I wanted to start my mother. My mommy, right? You know, anyway, I'm way too old to. But that, that's it. It's fine. I could live with that. It's no worries. Yes. Yep. And we can and all businesses can too. We want to be. We want to be known authentically because if we're known and if people know us and it's not us, then we have, we've got a lot of work to do to try to keep up that mask. Right. I, we can still be authentic. We can, somebody's not going to love it. You know, it's funny. I sent a, a one-to-one email yesterday, just following up on something and they were in my CRM and I said, Oh, Hey, I don't know if you saw that email with the little video I, I sent you. And the person wrote back, unsubscribe. And then uh, unsubscribing from your list. And then I wrote back and I said, yikes. I said, this wasn't actually a list. It was really me just following up. Sorry to be bothered. But I'm, now you're smiling because right? you and I can see each other right now. But um, I, I didn't really care. Okay. All right. But now they don't have to hear from me. I was just, in fact, actually, they even asked me. They said, oh, can you send me that video? And then they forgot. <laughs> and they were mad. But you know what? Actually, that is good that they go away. That problem was, that person was probably trouble, <laughs> right? They'd be mad about other stuff and they'd forget something else. You know what? Let's move on, right? Let's move on. Let's move on and find, and, and, and that authentic getting, letting who you are, who you are and getting known really is to, a powerful thing. 
because it will, you will attract the, the, the best um, people that for yourself because they will. Yeah. And that. the more I've let that come through, you know, you and I were, were both sharing about being dads. And if I work in some dad stuff, you told me, I hope it's okay to say, you said, I use the dad jokes on my girls. <laughs> I don't know if they love every dad joke, but they, I'm sure they love you. And, and they don't mind if there's some groaners. That's the whole point of some of those. Okay. Um, but, you know, it's, that's it. And, and the more we share, uh, you know, it's funny. I, I didn't, I used to not share stuff about my life. Um, I have a kid who's a Boy Scout and I'm one of the Boy Scout leaders and I go on camping trips. So every now and then in the middle of some speech where I'm like super professional and I'm showing them something, I might bring up something that happened the previous weekend on a, you know, a camping trip <laughs> and how we spilled all the food or, you know, some, something went wrong. Um, and then, you know, people realize, oh, wait, we're real people. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I can imagine with, you know, media ambassadors, your company, and I don't know, you tell me if I'm wrong, but I could probably write that you really probably love to work with people who are just being themselves and they're getting out there and they're just, you know, they're not trying to blow smoke. They're not trying to pretend they're something they're not. They're just themselves. Yeah. In fact, the people who are, where what they're doing is not really aligned with who they are. It's very obvious. There's usually something off and it's usually easy to run away from folks where just something's not right in the beginning. It's obvious. And, you know, we, we have doctors and lawyers and, uh, business experts who are in our, our group that we put out there in front of the media. And I was just thinking, as you're saying that, I was thinking we have a clinical psychologist. She loves what she does. And while we don't necessarily encourage people writing emails to us at, say, 1130 at night, she wrote one when something big was in the news, which actually uh, when Kobe Bryant died and said, hey, you know, she's so excited about it. Like, how can we not also be um, excited? And she said, Hey, you know, this, this guy's wife just lost two people. You know, America's is all these people are feeling grief. I can explain why or what the wife's going to go through. And, you know, when people are all aligned like that and seeing what's going on in the world and can be attaching what they do to it, great stuff happen. And, and, and that's what happened for her. She, uh, she got uh, ABC and NBC and Headline News and then a bunch of other TV channels and print. And, um, you know, it was great because that's it. She, she was aligned with how she normally helps people and, you know, had that radar up. And she got to help more people. Beautiful, beautiful story. Yes. Thank her when you see her. She's pro- she probably helped me. I probably tuned in one time because that, that was pretty tough for me to watch. And people also attach it to other things in their lives, another family member or something else that had happened somewhere along the way. And that's it. And she brought that up and just said, uh, you know, that stuff's okay. And how do we, you know, make sense of those feelings and, and gave some steps better than I can, but she gave some steps for people to, you know, be okay with it and in the moment and be able to step forward. And, uh, you know, look, we all play to our, that's it. We got to play to our strengths. And, um, I, you know, I realized, I told you for years, I said, uh, I can't join and help people get press unless I know that people are not going to be disappointed 
And um, if I can actually do it and guarantee stuff and, and just make it really great, um, then I won't enter the space. So then I finally did. And, um, and I'm loving it. I, I, I'll tell you this, to your point, I am not a morning person yet. <laughs> I'm excited about what I do. And I started waking up at 6 a.m. Um, and I read this book, The uh, Miracle Morning. And he said, why would you put off Hal Elrod? Go get it, people. I'm plugging a book that's not mine. <laughs> I have nothing to do with um, So he said, uh, you know, you're putting off by, you know, hitting snooze over and over. You're putting off your life. If you were excited about what you do, it was like something clicked. And I was like, I'm so excited about what we're doing each day. And then I realized, wait, I could get three extra hours. I'm going to get up earlier. And then um, and, and it just it started happening for me. And, you know, I may not work all those three hours, um, but more cool stuff is happening. And it's not really messing up my night because I was staying up a little too late anyway. <laughs> so it works out perfectly. Um, that's an amazing example. Exactly. Let's 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 live our lives congruently. So we'll be excited to actually get up and, and, and be part of it, actually live our life. Yeah. Uh, well, I think there's, you know, the thing that I love about your company and about what you're doing is, like you were saying, you were the gatekeeper. And so what a valuable thing to have um, in people's, because you know what the gatekeepers think, you know what they're looking for. And so, so now you're taking all that and bringing that value to the other side and say, Hey, this is how we need to talk. This is how we need to approach because these are the, you know, producers. I mean, what a, I've always thought about that job going, wow, that's a tough job. Just, you know, I don't know, just because of the, you have to always have something going on. That's, that was, I was thinking just, yeah. Just like your show, there's an endless need for content, <laughs> right? You just, you can say, well, we hit the end. There is no end. There's always something new and the next thing to talk about and, you know, where you should go and to stay up on top, you know, on top of things. So that's it. And those folks are bombarded with everything. And, you know, just to also bring it home, I mean, people who are listening right now do get, if they're tuning into your podcast, the idea that, that this is another spoke in the marketing wheel. and. You know, it's funny. I, I started asking myself, I actually, I left television in 2007, just as I joined Facebook and realized there is this thing called social media that might be worth paying attention to. And I didn't realize that it was in a way to connect with more people or marketing mechanism and all that stuff. But over the years, I said, oh, so is my thing not the place to, to care about anymore? And it turns out they're both great to care about and they work great together. And, and actually, I think all the social media opportunities strengthen. You go do some interview, TV, print, radio, podcast, like we're doing right now. The second this thing is done, I'm going to share it. I want people to know I was on Troy's show. I'm saying it right now. <laughs> they're like, wait, because they're going to see like, know, and trust. And they're going to say, oh, yeah, that Jess guy, I, uh, I think I like know and trust him. Let me hear what his story is about. And, you know, we get to put it in front of more people and more places that, I, you know, not necessarily hang out. I'm going to tell you right now, I don't have a personal podcast. 
but Jess, you're the guy who set the Guinness record with talking and all that. It, I'll tell you why. It, just too many. I'm not, I can't be good at everything. That's it. I just can't. So I'd rather be on Troy's show and then, and then share that everywhere. So, you know, so, so that's it. Same with, with uh, any other media interviews. This is one today. We want to share the heck out of it. Yes. Sorry to get so salty with my language. Love it. <laughs> you can be, say heck all the time. I'm here in Salt Lake City. We say heck. <laughs> right. And I have kids. So <laughs> I clean it up in front of them and as much as I can. But then I stub my toe or something. Yeah. I tell a dollar in a jar. Things you can do as a parent and teach your kids from right from wrong because then they hold you accountable. Oh boy, they they always do. They don't miss a thing. <laughs> that would <laughs> then why are you doing yeah, it's right. Oh, okay. I better not do that. You set a bad example. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, um, uh, you know, today, Jess, we have got to know you and like you, dare I say love you and trust you. Yay! Thank and you. meet you, Troy. <laughs> um, how do we get a hold of you and hire you? Uh, sorry. Um, too exclusive. Too exclusive. No, this is called building. Ooh, that uh, FOMO, the fear of missing out. Uh, you just can't unless, you know, you say I was, you heard me on Troy's thing. Okay, here's, here's what uh, a couple of things you can do. You can uh, get my book for free, Media Secrets. If you put the word free in front of it, you go to freemediasecrets.com. And then you get to, as long as you pay the shipping and handling, you get a free copy of the book. And if you pay attention to a couple other emails that come through, there's even uh, an hour interview I did with somebody on how you get on Good Morning America and a bunch of other cool stuff. Uh, so that's one way. And then if you poke around there, I mean, you mentioned Media Ambassadors, go to MediaAmbassadors.com. People can see what we're up to and all the cool press that we're getting. And, uh, and in one of those places, you're going to see some link to connect with me. But I like to lead with free stuff and value and, you know, help people out before they, before they take next steps. And it's always worked out really well. You, in fact, I'll say this. I cut them off. This is what I'm going to say. We've all heard of Give and You Shall Receive. It was from some book uh, that I think was an Amazon bestseller. It was, it was the Bible. But anyway, Give and You Shall Receive. And uh, I like to even take it a step further, which is just give to give. So there's some stuff I just plan give and I'm going to let go of the, re yes, you might receive stuff, but it's even more pure if you're not like, ha ha, I'm going to try to, I'm going to do this thing. And, uh, and when you let the chips fall, good stuff tends to happen anyway. Well, thanks, Jess. We'll have all that information on our uh, website as well. So people can link up to it there. Awesome. Thank you. Let's keep in touch. Uh, look forward to talking to you again sometime. Exciting stuff. Thanks for having me. Right. You have been listening to Know, Like, Trust by Stampede Digital Systems, a part of the Stampede Podcast Network. The questions from today's interview have been adapted and simplified from the powerful marketing tool, the Sales Site Blueprint. To learn more and get the full set of questions to start your business on the No Like Trust Path, download your free sales site blueprint today from stampedeweb.com. That's stampedeweb.com. Until next time, this is Be Rich, signing out.